What did you guys? It's the Connection Podcast. Welcome, everybody. This is episode 10. I forgot. I don't even know where we're at with this. <laughs> if, this if this were in years, we'd be a decade into it. Wow. 10. 10. Today, 10. That's 10. And today. How crazy is that? <laughs> oh my God, that's true. 10. And today is also an. <laughs> sacrifice, isn't that what it was? It was sacrifice, sacrifice right? 10 yeah. is equivalent exactly. to yeah. sacrifice. Uh, so if you're wondering who this yeah. voice is, <laughs> sorry, we just had a moment there. Um, we have another special guest with us on this episode, Lillian Martin. Very special guest. Very special guest. We've known her for quite some time now, and she's mm. grown with us over the past many years. She lives in Texas now doing nursing stuff and hey, speaking life and preaching <laughs> Jesus to patients like, in the oh, wow. ER. <laughs> so we are grateful to have her with us today. So we're just going to have more of an open conversation and discussion. Um, not really any specific scripture we're going to focus on, but um, I think we just found our topic that we're going to be talking about. Mm-hmm. Since that's, uh, we just wanted to do this episode a little different yeah. being the 10th episode. Yeah. I think that's what I originally planned for, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so um, we actually originally had nothing in mind and uh, Lillian came to church with us and I was sitting there and I was like, hmm, we gotta go get lunch afterwards. Yeah. But then Lillian wanted to leave so quickly. And just get and out, of out of there. <laughs> but then we caught up with her and I just knew that we were gonna be recording with her when we were sitting in the church. So mm-hmm. here we are. <clears throat> Big plan coming together. Yeah. So Always. go ahead and introduce yourself, Lillian. Okay. Well, hello everyone. Lillian. <laughs> um, I live in South Texas. I'm a nurse. And that's really. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's it. Healing, healing people, doing the most. That's not. That's not really it. She's growing in her path with God. She's reading yes. the Bible. She's. Yes. She actually just bought a book by Lisa Turkrust and reading that and. Doing the most, you know, we talked recently over the phone and she's talking about all these people that come into her ER and she just like will look at people and start laughing with them because there's just some sort of spiritual connection and she she's too humble. Mm-hmm. She She's doing quite a bit. She's so. also the definition of what it means to go into your workplace and yes. preach, be a Christian. And preach the gospel yeah. and that kind of stuff. So, so kudos to you. <laughs> I think that's a little overdoing it. No. But no. I don't want to talk about Jesus my <laughs> job, no offense. It's kind of hard. It's a hard thing to do. It is very, it's very hard. And Especially it's... with strangers. And with, yeah, exactly. With strangers like patients and stuff that at that point too, they probably don't even want to hear about Jesus or hear about God's love. Right. But that's when they need it the most. Mm-hmm. That's when they need it the most. That's exactly when they need mm-hmm. it the most. Amen to that. Exactly. So. It's such a special time, though, whenever someone's sick, though, because it is their most vulnerable moment. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's easy to think, like, well, maybe they don't want to hear it, but they are searching for something. And yeah. I think that's why they're so open to hear it. Right. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm in South Texas, where the like population of religious people is very... There's there's a There's a lot of people that... Are spiritual mm. down there yeah. so that helps it, it's so nice to be able to just walk into work and be like you know god i know you know god yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's not the case out like, here but yeah well, we'll a little more effort but you know this is why we have this podcast right mm-hmm. just blast it out whoever receives it well what i do want to say is that these two guys have literally changed my life <laughs> From Noah, I talked to him on December 25th on Christmas, and from that moment, my I mean, my life was changed because he spoke life into, you know, the way I was living my life. He didn't even have to, like, call me out or anything. It was just mm. him asking me, like, are you okay? Mm. And I think that's so powerful to know that, you know, just a little seed that you plant, you don't even know you're planting it. Mm. And now, like, I feel... S- you know, whenever you make that transition from being a, um, from being like a worldly person to a more eternal person, you feel kind of isolated in the world. So mm-hmm. being able to turn on the podcast like once a week and just kind of feel yeah. like you guys are with me and supporting me on my journey, it's, it's awesome. Thank well, thank you. you. Yeah, it's awesome. I'm sure, I'm sure everyone feels that way that's <laughs> listening too. 
Probably like, amen. Hey, Ho- hopefully, yeah. And if you don't, that's okay. Well, and I want to say, too, I wanted to mention to you earlier. Um, I remember you, when you were speaking about the, what was it? You were saying Jesus was on the cross. And when he was, you know, up there, he couldn't because he came down. Right. But he said to himself, or he was like, you know, basically saying no, because Noah's going to need me in 2,000 yeah. years. Yeah. You know what? My, my younger brother, Eli, was listening to that episode. And today he's actually preaching at the church that he's at because uh, it's like the youth Sunday. Sure. And he's gonna he's gonna be using that. <laughs> nice. Wow. So I was like, wow, Eli, really? Mm. He was like, yeah, it was it was a good episode. And I was like, that means a lot to me. I appreciate yeah. that. So I wanted to tell you that too. So I guess we're doing okay. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> yeah. So so at the beginning we had, we kind of freaked out because we we're like, oh, episode ten. Mm-hmm. And we just came from church from Hillsong, and, and the the sermon today was from Robert Morris, who is a very um, very intelligent man when it comes to tithing in the oh, church, yeah. when it comes to finances, and um, you know God's really, really God's provision in our lives. Mm-hmm. And he mentioned today that the number ten is symbolic of like sacrifice mm-hmm. in the Bible. And that's why we do 10% is a quote unquote sacrifice that, you know, we give, it's our first fruits to God yeah. that right. we're supposed to give. So <laughs> that's just really ironic. Cause I didn't even think about that until that did not Lillian started right like freaking right out about it. And it's like, that's. Well, the reason why I, the reason why it stuck out to me at the service was because when I was reading through the gospels at the beginning of the year, I kept seeing these same numbers, seven, five, 10 and, um, 12. 12. Mm-hmm. And I was like, they have to be symbolic of something. Oh, yeah. There's got to be some so. symbolism in it. It's like, you know, God is everything. Math, psychology, physiology, you know, everything. Physics. It's because he created it all. So, so it's, it's like, um, I just, I was always curious, like what each number meant. And when he said 10, you know, sacrifice, I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't remember all the examples he used. He's the, the ten virgins and the lamb. Yeah, the, the ten commandments. The ten commandments. Right. Um, testing. It wasn't sacrifice, it was testing. Testing, yeah. testing, testing, yes. Apologies, audience. Uh, ten is represents testing in the Bible, not sacrifice. Testing. That makes more sense. Yeah. So testing the ten uh, virgins. Mm-hmm. Um, With their the oil. The ten commandments testing us. Um, what else was there? Test ten... Ten days of consecration for something. Mm. You, you guys, you, if you're listening, you can look it up. You know, just type in. You know, but all numbers are significant in the Bible too. Right. Of there, course. There's not just a reason why. It's not an arbitrary yeah. number. But it's interesting, you know, because we 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 have. I think a lot of people. Robert Morris talked about this too. But we have a. a some of us have a. a preconception about tithing it's kind of like oh the church just wants my money or mm-hmm. the pastor just wants my money or where is my money really going mm-hmm. yeah. kind of thing and it's it's again the main point with tithing is that god's not after your money because he doesn't need your money he's god like god wants your heart mm-hmm. and when you're able to give your tithing which is your 10 percent, right if you get paid every two weeks like mm-hmm. your first thing that comes out of your paycheck should be your your tithing However much it is, right? Mm-hmm. Again, that number is arbitrary. That's the only time a number is arbitrary is when it's it's in our lives, mm-hmm. right? Because God does not care about amounts. All He cares is like what your heart is doing. Mm-hmm. It's about it's about your heart posture. If if you are saying God, I'm giving you the first ten percent, and then and then you can provide the other ninety. Like I'm good with that. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's a. We, we say it's a lot, like 10% of $1,000 is $100. Like, that's a lot. Especially when you got bills stacked up. You got bills to pay, you got children to feed, mouths to feed, all kinds of stuff. But it's like, that's only a tenth. Like, God makes up the other nine, 90% of that. Mm-hmm. And it's just the ability to trust him with that, too. Like, we, we've, we shared some stories before on this. Um, on the podcast about you know tithing and yeah. and when we felt called for God to give when we have felt that God has called us to give you know something away mm-hmm. or more than what we initially think but 
I just think it's super important to really iter iterate this, this concept that tithing is never about money. It's never about the amount. It's always about your heart right. posture right. towards God. And that's all God wants. He's after our heart. And actually, I do. This is all lining up. Um, for some reason, I just opened up to Psalm 139, which I don't know why, but you know, we didn't plan any sort of scripture, but I was like, I'm just going to go turn to Psalm 139. Maybe that'll speak with something later, mm -hmm. right? Psalm 139 verse 23 says, search me God and know my heart. Mm -hmm. Right? So you're saying, God, search me, know what my heart is. And, and Jesus said, where your treasure is, there your heart is. Mm -hmm. yes. We heard that today. So... When you're asking God to search your heart, that's going to hurt sometimes, right? That means that if you're saying, God, to, to search my heart, know me, know my anxious thoughts, God's going to reveal stuff to you where he's like, that's your heart. Yeah. That's your heart. That's your heart. This is your heart. And where you might say, God, I like that, though. I like my shoes, God. Mm -hmm. Like, they're, they're great. I like my clothes, whatever. And God's like, that's where your treasure is. Mm -hmm. Right. And there's material things or whatever it is. They you fill in the blank for whoever's listening. But when when we again, when we things that don't last. Right. It's it's all just very temporary things. And when we ask God to search our hearts, that means he will reveal things to us that he's like, like, I want your heart, but I can't have it unless this gets off the throne of your heart. Mm -hmm. Right. I want to sit in that throne. It's that thing you always make excuses for, too. Mm hmm. And it, yeah. so, so let me read a little bit more in this, uh, in Psalm 139, it says, search me, God, know my heart, test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Mm -hmm. So just going back to that, you know, it, like, like we're asking God to test us and he will. And like, that's been very, very prevalent in my life recently, more so than before. But I think it's just God's way of saying, okay, not, God knows our heart, right? Yeah. He knows. So it's not so much. You can't hide from God. <laughs> right. So it's not so much about God revealing to us what he's discovered. Mm -hmm. It's about God revealing to us about ourselves. Mm -hmm. Like God's trying to reveal something about ourselves to us. He knows. Yeah. He's like, I see where your treasure really is. I want to show you where it really is. So that way you can understand that and then yeah. hopefully make the change or the decision about it. It's very true. I mean, in my process of learning how to give my 10%, like right away, as soon as I get paid, it's like one of the first things I do, or sometimes I'll wait for the Sunday service sure. just to do it in the church. Um, Cause you know, there is call me old school or traditional. There's just some type of feeling I get when I'm doing it in the at, service. At the service you know? yeah. So like, um, in my process of wanting to give, you know, I'm getting paid and I'm thinking, oh, okay, I'll have set this money aside and I'll go ahead and buy those new Adidas shoes. And I was like, mm -hmm. okay, that's what I'm going to do. And then as soon as I like give, that was the amount of how much those shoes were mm. worth. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> okay. So it's not, you know, what you're saying, God will help show you, reveal to you what you know, your treasure is or what you're really struggling with. And that was one of those things where it was like, I'm struggling with, you know, purchasing things that I don't need mm -hmm. and not being a good steward of my money. Let <laughs> <laughs> us keep going. You know, so like I wasn't in the process of, of giving. It, it also teaches you how to be a better steward of like where to place your finances, where to put them and, you know... <laughs> <laughs> got Noah shaking over Sorry. here. Sorry, <laughs> we need to start recording these episodes, right? To yeah, like, real <laughs> just at least like set up a camera and then like post little clips. We'll get, of there. It. We'll get there. It's just so funny because you know you're, you're starting to talk about like God giving us provision and then mm -hmm. you know putting it in the right place. Mm -hmm. Literally, I'm trying. I'm flipping open to Matthew 23. I'm. I'm. I was going that way, where it, it talks about. Um, I think that's where Jesus is saying the verse I talked about earlier, where like the, tre the where your treasure is, your heart is, kind of thing. Um, but I flipped to Matthew twenty-five, which is the parable of the loaned money. Mm. 
So, oh uh, okay, um, I'm not gonna read all this, it's a little bit long, but essentially what happens here um, is there, there's a man going on a journey, he calls all his, his servants, and he entrusted his money to them, mm-hmm. right? To one he gave five bags of gold, to another two bags, and to another one bag, each according to his ability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's important. That's key. Right? This is not being an unfair master or, or leader or whatever, right? But it says that they were given each according to his ability. Mm-hmm. Meaning that God will not always give you more because you can't be trusted with more. Exactly. <laughs> God will not, like, he has to give you what he knows you can handle. Mm-hmm. At least when it comes to this sense, right? When it comes to trials and stuff, like yeah. he will sometimes throw more at you so you can grow. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to responsibilities, right, with financial things, especially like in a church setting, right? Mm-hmm. It's like he he will give you what he knows will be good according to what you are can be responsible for. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what happens is in this story is that in, uh, the man went on his journey and then the, the servant who had received five bags of gold went at once and put his money to work and gained five bags more, so he doubled it. Mm-hmm. And also the one with two bags of gold gained two more, so he also doubled it. But the one who was given one bag, he dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. <laughs> I just thought about this. Let's think about this as gifts. That's exactly what I was thinking, like blessings. Go ahead and talk about it. Well, I wasn't gonna talk about it. I was just gonna say like, <laughs> it's not just about tithing here that we're talking about. We're also talking about blessings. Exactly. Like if God gives you, like a gift, exactly. Like some sort of gift. Um, a spiritual, you know, a spiritual gift, gift yeah. And you you hide that spiritual gift. Like, is God gonna give you more? Are you gonna flourish more? Probably you used, not. You used your gift today. With Camille. Of intuition. Your, your gift of intuition, right? You and, Easy, you and Easy both have this profound gift of just knowing things. Both of you. Like, Easy does, you do, which is, I think, why you two, like, click so well. Because you mm-hmm. both have that gift of, of just knowing the Spirit's discernment, right? It's almost like the Spirit's it's discernment. Kind of, it's kind of scary the extent <laughs> of our gift, especially, like, when we're together. When we mm-hmm. were in California, do you remember that? We were eating at Ho Dad's. There was that. You oh don't yeah! At all. Oh wow! Okay. It was one of those times. Remember Ezekiel? Like I don't remember saying that. It's because yeah. the spirit's in you, know. But um, <laughs> so we were sitting at Hodad's, and you were you were sitting there, and I just could I could feel you uncomfortable, and I was like, I wonder what is bothering this woman. Like Jesus, like we're on a trip, we're at the beach, having a good time. She was just happy, and I'm thinking, oh no, she's probably having one of her you know moments. <laughs> but then she like then I see her staring at like this guy that was like serving the food and I looked at him and then I stared at her and I looked back at the guy and then she looks at me and you were like Do you feel Do that? Do you feel that? <laughs> and I was like, well, Oh yeah. And like the guy just kind of like he looked He just had something just had this like feeling of pain and hurt. And um, he didn't look. I mean, he definitely looked like he just started working there about a week, you know. So that's the thing. It's it's like you and I. We have this. You and I. We have this gift, mm-hmm. and we didn't use it. We were just like the guy yeah. with the one bag. We buried it. Exactly. We, we spoke about it, but mm-hmm. what did we do mm-hmm. for this guy that mm-hmm. was right there who needed yeah. us? And in we that could time? have done something. God gave us that. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he gave us that gift and gave us that opportunity to mm-hmm. help this man, mm-hmm. and we didn't. Mm-hmm. But now that's that's where we've changed. Mm-hmm. Like we now are open to the spirit and we let it, maybe not every day, but like we're now open to like let it guide us. Like today with Camille, like normally I feel super awkward and I'm like, eh, I'm gonna let her deal with her own stuff. Like yeah, I yeah, feel yeah. it, but today I was just like, you know, God, I'm gonna trust you. You want me to give her a hug? I'm gonna give her a dang hug. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Camille is uh, an old pastor of ours. Mm-hmm. Um, in the United Methodist Church. And she was great. We She's loved amazing. her. Yeah. Um, you know, some things are happening right now in her life, and Lillian was had no idea of what was really going on, you know, within her she's, family life. She's been in Texas. <laughs> and, exactly, and she just felt this need to go and give her a hug, mm-hmm. and she did. And, and you, said, you said that you were crying, and you yeah. pulled back, and you were like, there's no way she's crying, and then what happened? I'm like, I'm being awkward right now, crying for no reason, and then <sighs> we look at each other, and we're both crying. It's just... <laughs> But that's the thing, right? It's like these gifts that we have. I think, you know, when we yeah. first... We're not allowed to bury them. Right. We, like, absolutely not. But even 
even before that, you know, it takes time to understand that like this gift is for me to give to other people. Mm-hmm. Amen. Right? Like God gives us these things like to not be selfish about them and to just know for ourselves, but like to help that person who's in need or to help that person, you know, like I, I really believe that I, I have a gift of healing, mm-hmm. uh, of, yes, of, of speaking to people and just like praying over them and like something actually happening, you know, mm-hmm. a quick little story that I'll share. Um, cause I think it's a really powerful testimony that might work for somebody else, but I have a friend, she lives in, uh, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, if she's listening still to this, you know who you are, but, um, you know, one night she, she was just texting me and said, you know, um, I just feel really depressed and like just sorrowful. And I didn't know at the time, but I found out the next day that she, that night she was considering suicide or oh, wow. that she was considering cutting herself is what she mm-hmm. said. Um, and that night it was so weird. I was getting ready to go to bed. I was in my bathroom and I just felt God speak to me. He was like, are you ready for me to speak? Mm. That was the first thing I heard. I was, I was like, like, God, like, yeah, you've been speaking to me. Like, okay, yes, Uh-oh. you know? Well, I was like, this is weird. So I and I sit down to pray and before I go to bed and um, just this kind of feeling comes over me to pray for her, like mm-hmm. just really strongly pray for her. And I, I started just kind of, you know, I had just read about where Peter um, and John were walking into the city and they were declared, like there was this man at the gate and they declared like they, Peter said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Like he declared that. He's like, I declare in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. And this man gets up and walks. And so I was just like, all right. I had been praying about to receive a, a gift from the Holy Spirit uh, for specifically for healing of, of being able to either lay hands on somebody or just like speak over them and for that to happen. Anyways, so I'm sitting there praying for her that night and the Holy Spirit just started like rising up and like I felt something happening like in my own body i felt something happening and there was like a fire like deep inside my stomach that i just felt like start to, to burn yeah. and i i don't remember what i said that night but i just started declaring that same way like in the name of jesus christ of nazareth mm. i declare like she is healed yeah. i declare i declare yes. i just started in his name right that's important I wasn't declaring. I was declaring in the name of Jesus Christ. It like, wasn't by you. It was by it's, God. It's not my power that's within me. It's, it's God's power. Amen. And, you know, I'm sitting there declaring something. And I, I said something. And the Holy Spirit just kept telling me, say it again. Mm. Say it again. Mm. Say it again. Say it. And I kept saying it. I just, I started crying. I just, like, like got down my knees. I felt something happening. Yeah. Yeah. And during this, you know, I heard my phone go off. It Like a text message. And I was like, okay, I'm going to keep praying. Didn't look at my phone. Just mm-hmm. kept praying. Finished out however long it was. And then um, I look at my phone and it's a text message from her, from this girl I was praying for. Mm. And she texted me and she was like, she's like, whoa, I, I feel this warmth surge through me right now. I just mm-hmm. felt this warmth of like the surge of warmth go through me right now. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I don't know if it was this and this and this. I was like, I was like, are you serious? Yeah. So like it had been like another. You have little faith. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I just had never experienced something like that before. But it's like that was something that happened immediately, and the just the Holy Spirit put that on me in that moment to pray because of what she was yeah. con- contemplating of doing. And it's yeah. like there's real power in the gifts that we are given. Mm-hmm. Like there is, there is such power when we tap into that and when we acknowledge that it's not from us. It's it's God's power that He wants to work through us for other people. Like, I, I just texted her, I was like, you're kidding. Like, I just was praying for mm-hmm. you extremely hard and all this stuff. And she, like the next day she was like, yeah, I just, I still feel it at church. Like, I just feel so much joy now yeah. and all this kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. like, you know, there might be somebody who's listening and saying, that's crazy. It mm-hmm. is crazy. It is. Like, I will tell you, it's crazy. I would never have believed that for myself had I not, you know, heard somebody prophesying or like before or speaking in tongues and like all these really gifts of the spirit, right? Yeah. There, are, there are many, many gifts that we are given as, as Christians, as followers of Christ and all this stuff. But again, had I, had I not acted in that moment, mm-hmm. just following what the spirit was telling me to do of not, uh, of, of, of hiding my gift of what we're talking about in this parable, right? Like who knows what would have happened? Mm-hmm. What I think is so important is that there's no one that didn't get anything. There's, exactly. there's three guys and they all got something. So I think it's important to, you know, know that, you know, it doesn't matter who you are. There is a gift inside right. of you. And maybe it's something that you think that, you know, 
usually when I encourage people, they get pretty encouraged Mm -hmm. or, you know, I'm pretty good at speaking, speaking in front of people. Mm -hmm. Like all of these things, it's maybe you just think it's like a natural gift, but like if you would just glorify that gift for, with God, I think that it could be so much more powerful. And I say that because Noah, like you've always been a healer. Mm. Like you could put mm. your hands on someone and just help, help them to feel better. But now you know it's your gift. You right. didn't know before. Right. But now you know it's your gift. So it's so much more powerful. Mm-hmm. So that that's, it's just, you know. Yeah. And that's a key thing that Lillian is saying. That everyone has a gift. Exactly. Everybody exactly. has has something, whether it's, you know, intuition, prophecy, healing, um, even if it's listening, listening mm. is a, a very important gift. Yes. I mean, there are a lot mm. of people that don't want to listen to you. And I think, of, uh, and you know, I'm not saying that everybody doesn't have just one gift. People sometimes have, you know, several. Yeah. But um, one thing I know is that a lot of pastors kind of have that ability of listening, of just keeping quiet mm-hmm. and listening to someone speak and then just being like, okay, here's, here's what I hear from you. Easy kill. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but no, like, you know, and so, and, and I want to say this cause this just came out of nowhere from inside when you were speaking that, um, it's that gift that God wants you to hone and sharpen, mm-hmm. but it's the, it's what he wants to do with you in your life is when it's your weakness. So it's that weakness mm. in your life that he's going to be, become that I am, that third word. Right. I am when you are not. Right. You know, I am who you say I am. And I am that. Mm-hmm. And that's what God is. So, you know, don't just say, oh, well, this is my gift and this is what God's going to use me in. No, that's kind of it. He's going to use you with that gift. But also whatever your biggest weakness is, is usually what God is going to put you in. That's your testimony. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, look at Moses, exactly. right? Like exactly. Moses is a horrible speaker. And what does God call him to do? Go and tell Pharaoh. Because everyone around you knows your weakness. Right. And when you get strength from that weakness, exactly. when you overcome that weakness, that is a testimony. Well, because exactly. you're like, that was not, this could not have been from me. Mm-hmm. Like there's no, like you all have seen how bad I am at talking. Not me, but like Moses saying this to yeah, no, everyone. Like I'm, I yes, suck at talking. Yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, just think about the, um, the legion. Yeah. Legion. Yeah. This guy possessed by, you know, a bunch of spirits. Many, many demons. Mm-hmm. Demons. <laughs> and like that, that is why the, all the towns change is not because of his strengths, but because of his weakness. Mm. They all knew he was full of demons. And then when Jesus casted them out of him, mm. it was like, here's my testimony. You all know I was, you all know I was, you know, mm-hmm. possessed by demons and mm-hmm. now I'm free. Well, I love that story too, because it's, you know, I just listened to a message from Stephen Furtick on this, this whole, this, this whole story. But, you know, it's Jesus sets out across the lake because that was his mission. This yeah. man was his mission, right? This is the time when the storm comes and Jesus is on the boat sleeping and he rebukes the wind in the waves. Why? Because the enemy sent it because the enemy did not want to relinquish control of this man. The enemy did not want to relinquish control of that situation, right? Because any time that God is doing work in your life that the enemy has ground on, he's not going to give it up easily. Mm-hmm. Like, and it is going to be a fight, right? So Jesus gets up in the middle of the lake in the middle of the night and, and rebukes the wind and waves because God mm-hmm. never rebukes anything he sends. He doesn't rebuke natural elements because God created all those. Mm-hmm. So Jesus has a mission to get to this man. Why? Not to just heal him right not to just remove this these spirits from him but because this man then went on to mm-hmm. preach his testimony to the, the decapolis right this the 10 cities mm-hmm. not just his own city where he was yeah. 10 more like 10 cities 10, Ten. here we go okay. <laughs> yeah, hey, come on like <laughs> and that's the thing and oh you just reminded me of something because oh my oh, goodness no. <laughs> Part of, another part of this story too is that when Jesus heals this man, he, he he's Jesus is getting ready to get back in the boat and go back across the lake, mm-hmm. and the man comes up and he's like, hey, "I want to come with you. Don't leave me here with these people." Yeah, and Jesus says, "No, you can't come with me. Mm-hmm. Why? Because you have to go and preach to these people." Mm-hmm. That was the test. That was the test of Jesus saying, 
I did this for you, but I'm leaving you in the same place you are to tell their testimony to the people you already have around you. Wow. 10 is the number of testing. And I, that, I've never thought about that before. That's awesome. Th thank you for that. Cause that's fantastic. So, but going back to all this, like back to the, the story in Matthew 25, uh, like the master entrusted all of this money to the, his servants, and again, each according to his own ability. Mm -hmm. And the master comes back and the, the one with who's entrusted five, you know, comes and says, hey, master, I brought you five and five more. Mm -hmm. And the, the master um, says, well done, good and faithful servant. Like you've done this. Mm -hmm. um, it, and I love what this says. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Mm -hmm. yes. This is the test, right? God tests you with a few things. Five and five, ten, right? <laughs> like God tests will will give you a little bit to see how you can handle if you, if if you can handle more. Right. And then the same thing with the servant who had the two bags of silver. He said, and the servant came back and said, "Look, I've gained two more." And the, the master said, "Well done, good and faithful servant." And then the, the man who received one bag came and said, "I knew that you are a hard man, right?" So here is the already preconceived notion of God giving us a gift and saying, oh, if I don't use it the right way, mm -hmm. God will be mad at me. Mm -hmm. um, and the, the slave continues on to saying, so I was afraid and went out and hid your gold in the ground. See, here it is, what belongs to you, right? I didn't help any, I didn't do anything else, mm -hmm. right? With this gift you gave me, God, right? Mm -hmm. If we're talking about this in, in the gift way. Um, I didn't do anything with it, I hid it. And I'm just going to give it back to you now, God, because it's yours. And God's like, I wanted you to use that for other people. Mm -hmm. Like, not like, and God's like, I wanted to give you more so you could be more of an influencer, so you could have exactly. more influence for people. Mm -hmm. I wanted you to take a risk. I wanted you to step out in, in faith. faith. Yes. There you go. <laughs> to say, I don't know if this is going to return my money. Like, these servants had no idea if they were going to invest it and is going to lose it. But it was that act of faith. And this goes back to tithing, right? To taking that step of faith and saying, God, I'm giving you my 10%. I know I've got bills to pay, but I'm trusting you, God. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm, you're my provider. And even deeper than just financially speaking with tithing, it goes so much deeper than that. Like, when you tithe, you know, you could be financially stable and tithe. So yeah. at that point, it's like, well, do I really need to tithe? Because everyone has that preconceived idea that like, oh, it's to help me financially. Right. But then you think about it more and you're like, okay, well, this, you know, this person is already financially stable and at peace and they're still tithing. What is God doing in their life? Oh, God's giving them favor now. God is working mm -hmm. in them and putting them in positions. Um, God is giving them a raise uh, with their leadership in church or in, right. at work. You know, it's not just finance. It's not just money. Just the peace alone, I feel like. Mm -hmm. It's the reward. Just mm -hmm. having that peace within your heart, knowing, like, I did what I'm supposed to do. Because mm -hmm. I feel like we're all in different aspects of our tithing. Yeah. Noah, yeah. I know you've been tithing for a while. Yeah. Ezekiel, a long time. I don't know your situation, but it seems like you've kind of stepped out recently, or am I wrong? I mean, I've stepped out. I would say Noah and I have been kind of tithing around the same, oh, time. same time. Yeah. But, um, you know, without not having, like, a legit steady job. It's been like every time I tithe, it's like well, I have to give it, but you know I won't get paid till next next week, you know. So yep. like, but yeah, no, it's. Whereas I'm the person that you're talking about, the person mm -hmm. that who I have an overflowing amount right now, mm -hmm. and I've been you know like most people like well if I tithe. If I give it to the church, what is the church going to do with it? Mm -hmm. um, are they going to use it in the wrong way? Mm -hmm. And so what if I just give my money to like homeless people? What if I choose, I myself mm -hmm. choose mm -hmm. where my money goes? And of course I've been doing that. But again, we go back to trust. Mm -hmm. Like, although we may not agree with, or maybe, maybe in our minds we presume that what's going to be done with the money isn't what we want to be done with the money. We have to trust that God is in control mm -hmm. of of our money because He, you know, yeah, He's influencing the people that are making the decisions mm -hmm. in the church. Mm -hmm. That was another so, thing. You know, like Robert Morris talked about this a lot too. Like when 
in in the Bible, it was always about giving and then putting it up in the storehouses. Yeah. Right. You go to the church, and it's like you put it there because it's a safe place to put it. Mm-hmm. I think. And again, you know, this is where things get tricky because a lot of people have been hurt by churches that yeah. take money, right? That churches will take money and then give it to wrong places mm-hmm. or to wrong people or use it for their own gain mm-hmm. rather than putting it back into the people or back into whatever it is. But those people that are listening that have been through that too also know that, you know, God deals with that. Absolutely. He deals with yep. with that situation. He knows what happens. And you're in the right. And exactly. It's exactly. It is mm-hmm. your heart that God takes into account and says, right. you, even though you gave to this and this is what they did with it, don't worry about you. I got you. Yeah. I'll deal with them. And he's like, yes. because of your faithfulness, because of, you know, your, your ability to, to trust in me, yes. I got you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like the story of we the stories we've told mm-hmm. before on these episodes where it's like, you know, I had a situation of Exactly. Uh like I received a check in the mail for like two thousand dollars and turned long story short, it was not my money. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, put that in my bank and I was like, Thank you, God, you know, and God's <laughs> like, It's not for you. And it, it was just one way of God testing me of like mm-hmm. if I give you if I give you this provision, right, you could apply that to anything else. If I give you this promotion, if I give you this family, if I give you this relationship mm-hmm. What are you going to do with it? Mm-hmm. If I ask for it back, what are you going to do with it? Are you going to mm-hmm. cling on to that and hold on to it? Or are you going to give it back where, you know, I want it to go and then give more? Because mm-hmm. that's what happened to me. It's like, all right, God, I'm going to give this to this person who is it's rightfully owed to. And in that moment, God was like, give him more. Yeah. And I said, oh, okay. Yeah. And I, I recently experienced what it means to like give and, and not just necessarily receive back in finance. Yeah. It was... You know, this was a good year for me in terms mm. of making cash with what I did. Sure. And um, it was nice, but I didn't, like, receive a higher pay or anything. There was just more shows. So it was just busier season. Mm-hmm. But the amazing thing is my manager trusted me enough, like my right. boss trusted me enough to actually become almost like the director when we went into the show. And I sat in the back. I had a headset on, I was calling light cues, I was calling sound cues, I was telling the spot guys like what side of stage they're coming out of and stuff like that. Basically just, you know, running the show production wise while my manager's, you know, on stage playing and he can't really run the show. I mean, he's playing it on the piano. So like, that's what he's doing. But uh, there I was and I'm thinking, looking back at it, I'm like, wow, like you never really I wouldn't say bless me. You kept me with what I needed financially, but like you put me in a in a higher position. You increased me in a different it, way. Exactly. Yeah. Here's this 24 year old kid in a in like a performing arts center, basically calling the shots with guys that are like 35, 45 years old. A, a position you really shouldn't exactly be in. I exactly. Mean, not that you can't do it, but like. And I mean, the show is easy. They don't need me to be there. They can do it themselves. Mm-hmm. But like to have that like trust from my manager to be like. I want you to tell them what to do. It's like, oh wow, you know, God's giving me more now because I'm giving him, so. And that's what, you know, in the story, verse 29 says, for whoever has will be given more and they will have an abundance. Mm -hmm. Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them, Mm -hmm. right? So again, it's like what Lillian said, like our gifts are not just to be hidden away. Like they are there to be used and with discernment, right? Like my gift of, of healing is not just to willy nilly go out and start laying hands on people. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. it's not to be used that way. It's another lesson right there. Nor is your guys's gift of intuition just to say, Oh, I think I heard this. Yeah. It's like, no, you know, when mm-hmm. something needs to be done or when you need to say something to somebody mm-hmm. or when I need to pray over somebody or whatever it is. And that's, that's what is so hard about some of this, too, is that you have to have that discernment of, of being able to, to exactly. trust God exactly. with what he's given you to work it at his timing, to, to work through you at whenever he needs to be working through you, that kind of thing. And it's just, I'm sure there are a lot of people like who are listening, who have some sort of gift, whether it's... Oh yeah, everyone's got Yes. Everyone has a gift. And it's, it may not be some profound prophetic 
tongue speaking, whatever. Like, like William was saying, you might have a gift of being an awesome leader. Like you might have a gift of, of managing people that no one else can do. Mm. Right. But that takes time and it takes, you know, the discernment of saying, okay, well I tried it this way. It doesn't work. And, and so on and such forth, but it's a gift. Nonetheless, don't hide that. Mm-mm. Like if you know you're good at something, work on it. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. We work on our gifts to perfect them. And I don't think we'll ever perfect a gift. I, I don't think we can ever attain a, a level of perfection, even like just in our own bodily form or, mm-hmm. or in our Christian walk. But even with our gifts, I think it's always because Jesus did everything perfectly, right? He healed people perfectly. He opened eyes of the blind. Mm-hmm. He uh, did all these things and cast out demons and whatever. So I think it's just, it's the Holy Spirit that really works through us that God's like, I'm giving this to you. How can I trust you with it? Yeah. Right. Because again, this, this story of, of the loaned money, the parable of the loaned money is not about finances. It's not about, you know, getting more because you, you did well with it. It's about trust. Like Mm -hmm. it's about saying, okay, you've given this to me. I trust that not only can the master trust the servant, right. And it's a test because I'm guessing that, you know, it was only five, six, seven, eight bags of uh, gold. Mm-hmm. Probably not all he had. It's not like the master was giving everything away he had, but he was giving a little bit to say, okay, what are you going to do with this? Mm-hmm. Let me throw a fishing line out. Let me just you know give you a little bit here. Like I take this back. This is what actually we were talking about this earlier at lunch, but this is what I was hearing with like, I thought about with you know you and I easy at uh, Wesley and Afterglow and all these and like now at Hillsong, but it's like, like Wesley was God saying, Here's this. Mm-hmm. Here, here's a, a thing I'm giving you mm-hmm. to be in a leadership position, to mm-hmm. be on the stage, right? And then it was a Friday night service where it's like, okay, now we're I'm letting you lead the whole service, mm-hmm. right? So we started off just being the band, yeah. And then it was like, okay, God's like, you did well there. Like you, I can trust you. Now I want you to plan a service. Here's you, you, now you're planning a service. Like you're you are in charge of it, mm-hmm. right? And now being a Hillsong, it's a different situation. But God's like, now very different. But now it's like, okay, you're off the stage, but we've now been asked to start a connect group. Mm. So now it's like, now you're leading people in a different way, right? So it's, I, see, I really see that with, with what we're doing is just like, it's this, this parable. Cause you're saying it, it's not always just about finances and mm. it never is. Mm. It's about these gifts that we've been giving and the gifts that we have been given and a calling we've been called to. Mm-hmm. That God is trying, he's getting us there and it's mm-hmm. slow and it's a, it's a process as everything is, but it's just God saying, I'm going to give this to you little by little. Can I trust you with a little bit more each time? Can I trust mm-hmm. you with a little bit more, mm-hmm. right? Giving us leadership positions now within Hillsong of just being able to, you know, not only lead a connect group, but be like show up on a Sunday and just now know what to do. And for our leader or supervisor, Casey and Sheena to say, Hey, you guys know what you're doing. Go get it. Right. We've only been there since December. Mm-hmm. So it's just God will just continually give you more accord again, according to your ability. Yeah. Like this is a case where God doesn't give you more, and we get that twisted with saying that God will never give you more than you can handle. Yeah. That's true when it comes to ability, mm-hmm. but it's not true when it comes to like trials and temptations, that kind of stuff. That like that we've talked about that before. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Just, just trust. Mm-hmm. Trust. <laughs> I want to share something real quick because mm-hmm. uh, it just popped up. You mentioned that, you know, also giving. You also in, t- in turn receive peace. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I shared this on the podcast already or not, but I only spoke about it from the financial point of view, and now everything is kind of coming full circle. <laughs> As it um, does. Yeah. So like when my dad. Uh, And my mom, they were, you know, they had me and I was about maybe five or six and Paul was about three or or younger. Um, And my dad had a kidney transplant. You Mm -hmm. know, he had a kidney failure, kidney transplant. He was not allowed. I mean, he couldn't work anymore. Um, And he made a lot of money back in Las Vegas, you know, helping build and finish a lot of the casinos that are there now. And in that whole, I mean, I told you this story mm-hmm. already. In that whole scenario, you know, for like three months, 
my mom is just an amazing person. Not only, <laughs> not only was she um, going to work full time, she was also forced by her job to go to school and mm. like basically do night classes. Right. Because in order for her to get a certain raise, she needed some sort of education. And my, both my parents, they don't have an education. Uh, I think my dad is close to finishing. I mean, my dad now has finished his uh, course of study in, in theology, mm-hmm. but my mom only has technically an associates, but never has like graduated. And my dad has never like really graduated either. Um, so it's amazing in the position that God has put them in, you know, with not having Very degrees, so. you know. But um, so in that whole situation, my parents are, you know, they're going through this struggle of. We got two kids, we got a mortgage, we got car payments, and my dad can't work. He's not only do they have all that, now they have medical bills. Mm-hmm. And my mom is working full time, going to night classes, taking care of a sick husband, and taking care of two kids. That is tough. That's a lot. It is. And my dad was like, you know, every time it would come around a Sunday and they got paid or whatever, she would be like, don't give the 10%. You know, God will understand. And this is my dad speaking, <laughs> the, the pastor. Yeah. And he's like, God will understand. Don't worry about it. You know, he'll know that we're struggling, that we need the money. And my mom goes, what is wrong with you? <laughs> She's Love like, you, we are going to give no matter what. <laughs> and it was so funny because... As I got older, I, I realized my dad, my parents would tell me that my mom was the one that had the most trouble giving, and my dad didn't. When he became a Christian, it was so easy for him. And my mom never grew up giving until she met my dad. Hmm. So and now here she is. And now here she is <laughs> in this situation where the roles are reversed. And so, I mean, it's just crazy. But throughout all of this, I'm just, because I've always asked my parents to, like, how'd you feel, like, in that situation? You know, you have the world crashing down mm-hmm. on you. And she was like, oh no, we felt at peace with every decision they made. And you yeah. know, now that you say that, that is so key. Not only were they taken care of financially by the, a, a random check by the IRS <laughs> that came to my dad and says, hey, we've been looking for you. We, we, didn't, we, we didn't realize you moved to Las Vegas. Um, we're, you know, you paid, you overpaid this year and this year in your IRS taxes. I'm Trust. Not, and I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> That's the IRS. They don't just give away they, money. I mean, you have water companies, you have sure. you know electricity that'll say, oh, we overpaid. You know, you overpaid. But like for the IRS to tell you that, that's a whole another ball game right there. <laughs> but like, you know, now it's coming full circle that not only were they given, you know, prosperity with, you know, mm. God giving them mm. financial peace, but also peace right. in the home because, as a six year old. I got to tell you, if my parents didn't tell me what was going on, I wouldn't have known that there was a single problem. Yeah. Straight up. It is incredible. Like, when you give and you fully trust what God is able to do. Yeah. Not only financially, but in your, in your, in, in your walk with God mm-hmm. as a, and also in the peace in your own home. So. I believe that. Yeah. 100%. Well, Lillian, do you have any last bits of advice uh, as far as maybe, you know, trusting God or um, anything like that? Because, like, you, you moved from Arizona to Texas for a job. And yeah, what was that like? So, like, just little last bits that you would tell anybody who's listening, like, where you're at with your walk and trusting God. and. Well, easy. you said something earlier, and you're like, Lillian, you ever going to stop running? Ah. Uh. And that's actually something that I, I kind of assessed after six months of living in Texas Mm -hmm. because it kind of came to me like, was I running? Am Mm. I running? And so at that time it was, you know, anytime I would have pain in my life, anytime I would have like something that was scary, I would, I would just run. And so the reason why I keep emphasizing this trust thing, the reason why I keep emphasizing this trust thing, Noah's over here doing the pointer fingers. Sorry, I'm just making sure you can be heard. (laughs) Um, Is because that's something that I'm 
constantly learning to do just to mm. just to give it to God. Yeah. Because it's so easy just to get caught up in like, oh, this is what God has planned for me. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, I'm scared about this, but just to give it to God, it just gives so much, it gives you so much peace in your, mm-hmm. you know, in your heart. But, so. Awesome. That's the, that's what's in the book I'm reading. If you are a woman listening to this, I would definitely advise, listen, I mean, reading the book Uninvited by Lisa, say the last name. Lisa Turkrust. 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 What's the book again? Uninvited? Uninvited. By Lisa Turkrust. Turkhurst. 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 Sorry, not Turkhurst. Turkhurst. All you ladies out there, uninvited. Or men. Or men. Or men. Men can read too. Yeah. Uninvited. (laughs) Men can read too. So it's about living... What's the subtitle on there? So it's living loved when you feel less than, left out, and lonely. And you can imagine as a 23-year-old living in South Texas where... Alone. Yeah, alone. Mm -hmm. How sometimes that can creep up on you. Mm. Especially whenever you start breaking down the walls that you have built up around you. And props to you, by the way, for moving out there on your own and just being bold with it. That takes a lot. Thank you. Yeah. And thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Last minute little decision, but very much worth it. Yeah. As always. I was hoping she would say yes. Yeah. (laughs) So, well... Thank you, everybody, for joining us. And But before we end, yes. we always like to do a prayer of salvation for anybody who's listening and said, hey, uh, that really spoke to me today. Like, I, I need to trust God more. I want to mm-hmm. give him, you know, I want to use the gifts he's given me. I want to trust him with what he's given me. So yeah. we always like to say a prayer for salvation for anybody who would want to receive Christ into their life for the first time. So, um, and the Bible says in Romans that if you uh, declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, that you will be saved. Amen. So we'll say this together. So easy and Lillian, if you want to repeat after me, we'll say, Dear God, Dear God, I am a sinner. I am a sinner. In need of a savior. In need of a savior. I believe. I believe that Jesus Christ. That Jesus Christ is your son. Is your son. And is Lord of all. And is Lord of all. I believe he died for me. I believe he died for me. And rose from the dead. Rose from the dead. Come into my heart. Come into my heart. Make me new. Make me new. I'll follow you. I'll follow you. This is my new beginning. This is my new beginning. Amen. Amen. Hey, if you guys just made that decision for the first time, we are celebrating with you. Congratulations. Welcome to the family. So excited to have you guys be a part of this journey, and it's going to open up so many doors of opportunities in your life. So mm-hmm. if you did make that decision, we would love to hear from you. Send us an email at connection.podcast3 at gmail.com. Or hit us up in the DMs at Connection Podcast. On Instagram. On Instagram. And again, this is always available wherever you stream music, mm-hmm. iTunes, Spotify. Thank you all for Google listening. Google Play. Don't yep. about that. Yep. So thank you all for listening and tuning in with us. We hope you enjoyed this episode. We love you all and have a fantastic week. Peace out. God bless.